Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and streaming on ESPN+. Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm Amber Wilson. She's Courtney Cronin. We are filling in for the guys. You can tweet to us at Courtney R. Cronin, at Amber W. Sports. You can also give us a call and join the conversation on the CC call-in line at one triple eight. say espn 888-729-3776. We've got a lot to get to on today's show. Courtney LeBron is critical of the way that America is handling the Brittany Griner situation in Russia. We will get to that. There's still more for us to do with ESPN's top 10 quarterback list for 2022. Who isn't on the list? Who might be next season? We'll tell you a little bit later in the show. Also, Luca apparently isn't planning on moving anytime soon, if ever, away from Dallas. So how many championships will he win there? But first, of course, it's the Kevin Durant watch because this is the summer of the KD watch feels a little bit like what was it 2016 in that regard here we are again and we have reports coming out of Miami Courtney from my Miami heat that there has been dining going on between the general manager of the heat and the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets so do you now consider the Miami Heat, a viable trade destination for Kevin Durant? Well, it depends. Were, was Andy Ellisberg and Sean Marks, were they having, you know, McDonald's breakfast? Or was this like a legitimate meal that the two were spotted having it was in, the in hotel. Las Vegas? Could have been anything in a hotel in Las Vegas, Amber. I mean, the quality of the meal itself tells me how serious the conversation was regarding Kevin Durant, potentially anybody else in that mix, and what his future is going to be. Now, these two could very well be talking just straight up shop. They're out in Vegas for Summer League. It could be a whole ton of things, but everybody knows that the Miami Heat are very clearly trying to go after Kevin Durant, and they very well should. The Heat and the Phoenix Suns are the two teams on Kevin Durant's wish list, two of you know 29 others that he could have put on that list. So if you are the Miami Heat, if you are the Phoenix Suns, and you know that KD wants to come to you, you do everything in your power, no matter how hard it's going to be, no matter how many assets you're going to have to give up, and a lot of finagling for this to happen because of some of the rules due to the designated rookie max with Bam Adebayo and Ben Simmons and trying to make all of that stuff get ironed out. You have a lot of work to do if you're the Miami Heat, but... I think that they should absolutely be considered among the favorite, if not the favorite, to land Kevin Durant. 
The official report out of the Miami Herald from Barry Jackson is that the Heat's pursuit of Kevin Durant is ongoing. And me being objective, uh, which is hard for me to do as a diehard Miami Heat fan, but me being objective for a moment, I mean, the pursuit of every all the other 29 teams should be ongoing at this point of Kevin Durant because we don't know where he's going to end up. So the Brooklyn Nets should be fielding numerous phone calls. It appears that they haven't gotten a deal that interests them very much so far, but you expect at some point here that they will get that done and if they do in fact get that done and we will talk later in the show about the possibility of him just staying in Brooklyn but if he is on the move then there's a whole bunch of teams right now that their pursuit should be ongoing of trying to make that happen but you alluded to it there Courtney I mean the reality is with the heat that this isn't an easy deal to get done they've got the issue that several other teams have as well in terms of the rookie extension for Ben Simmons it means that they can't also then trade for Bam you would assume that Brooklyn would want Bam however Kevin Durant wants to play with Bam well, and then so that's the other component of this is that Kevin Durant wants to just play with everybody on the Heat as the Heat is currently intact. I mean, he wants to play with Bam. He doesn't want them to trade away Kyle Lowry. He wants to be able to play with Jimmy Butler. It's OK, KD, cool and all. But, you know, they got to trade something away for you. You're one of the best players in the entire league. It's kind of not how it works, boss. And so. The Heat find themselves in a problem there as well. I mean, it's pretty inconceivable that they wouldn't have to move that Lowry contract. And apparently KD said that he'd like to play with that team intact, with that core intact, with Lowry, Bam, and Jimmy Butler. So it seems problematic from the Miami Heat perspective. But I will tell you, I never count out the Heat on any deal ever. They're always in the mix. However, Courtney, they're also always that team that players throw in the mix even if it's not really a possibility. And I've seen the heat used in that regard because it's a good organization. And so, you know, you might throw it in the mix. We just saw it with Brunson. You throw it in the mix. Maybe you're trying to avoid a little uh, tampering charge if something else is already coming down the pipe. You kind of always say, oh, the heat. I'm interested in the heat as well. I don't know how viable it is coming from Kevin Durant. I don't know how viable it is from the Miami Heat side either. Yeah, and if they're going to truly exhaust all their options is what has been reported for the Miami Heat trying to land Kevin Durant, they've got to figure out a trade package that's not just centered on Tyler Hero, right? Because that would be the only, that would be an absolute shut that down. That is not getting done. But if Kevin Durant has his sights set on playing for a ready made championship team, And not having any of those pieces touched, well, first off, it's not like he has a no-trade clause in his contract. You know, that's up to the Brooklyn Nets for what they want to accept and what they will accept in a trade offer from the Miami Heat. Now, like... To clarify for people, because I think we get like you know hung up on the this designated rookie max thing. It's so confusing. you cannot, one team cannot have two players on the designated rookie max extension who came their way via a trade. So Ben Simmons was traded to the Brooklyn Nets and then would have to be, tra- they have to swap those things uh, too. So like with, with Bam out of Bio's contract. So that gets really tricky. So like, what do you do if Kevin Durant's like, no, I'm only, I only want to go there if I can play with those three that you mentioned, Bam, Kyle Lowry, and Jimmy. Well, how many swaps are you able to do? How many first-round draft picks are you able to give up? How can you possibly make this happen without hurting yourself like, you know, way into the future? If you're talking like, you know, 4 or 5 years down the line here, that could make this thing incredibly complicated, but if you're the Miami Heat and you realize that the Brooklyn Nets are kind of in a holding pattern right now trying to get their best offer, 
you can keep taking multiple stabs at this, right? Like, you know, if they if they give you if if they turn you down, you can regroup and go back to them in a couple days. Like because it feels like everyone's trying to see, all right, what are the Miami Heat posturing about and what are they serious about? Because it felt like with the Minnesota Timberwolves and the haul that they were re- reportedly asking for with Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and a bunch of draft picks, that that's just not even realistic. They're probably just saying, you know, throwing whatever out there to see if it would stick. Very clearly it didn't. But when the first realistic offer comes in, I'm wondering how the Brooklyn Nets will handle this, how that's going to change the timetable, and if more teams are going to try to get involved before potentially they move on from Kevin Durant and send him somewhere. Well, part of the problem right now is where the market's at, and it's where the market is after that Rudy Gobert trade. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could trace it all the way back to a Drew Holiday trade from a couple years back where they get four picks in return for him, and then it turns into Rudy Gobert a couple years later with the five picks and several unprotected in return for him. Like this is the trending of the market. And so I'm guessing that GMs around the league are thinking, okay, well, if that's what you get for Rudy Gobert, then good God, what are they going to want for Kevin Durant? Which is why you got that report of what they were going after in return for him. Because of course the Brooklyn Nets are going to be shooting for the stars right now. It's Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. and he's got four years left on his deal. You can't blame them. The reality is from the Miami Heat perspective, Tyler Hero, you kind of knocked it there, but he would be a cornerstone of any trade if it was in fact to get done. Now he's the sixth man of the year. He's a fun young player. He 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 will be a starter. He will be a starter he this would year, be whether he's for the Heat or somebody else. He'd actually be a great piece alongside Ben Simmons. The other option, though, of course, would be to move Ben Simmons. That's how you get past some of those rookie extension issues that you have, again, on several of these teams that are having conversations with the Nets. That dumb rule exists, apparently, in order to try to avoid these super teams. <laughs> Nobody asked for that rule, NBA. It's it's incredible. Well, the new CBA is so. coming up soon. Maybe that's one that they'll get rid of when they vote on it. Oh, uh, they should. They should look into that. So coming up, we're going to continue to discuss potential Potential landing spots for Kevin Durant. But first, Courtney has this word from Indeed. If the July heat is making you sweat your staffing situation, then visit Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution is the number one source for hires in the United States, according to Talent Nest. When you sponsor a job, you'll get matched instantly with candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description, and you can even earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews on the website. Terms and conditions apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Kevin Durant wants to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. There was a sense of inevitability, I think, around the Nets and around Kevin Durant that this day was coming. I think it's about time that Kevin Durant severed ties with Kyrie Irving as teammates. There's going to be a trade, and it's just a matter of where he winds up. If, if Kevin Durant is on the first train out, uh, Kyrie Irving will be on the caboose as far as the Nets are concerned. I think it's very likely that not only Kevin Durant, but Kyrie Irving have played their last games for the Nets. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. To continue to unpack one of the potential trade destinations for Kevin Durant. We know he just had the Phoenix Suns and Miami Heat on his list. A very limiting list that he gave the Brooklyn Nets to help facilitate a trade for him. But for the Miami Heat angle, we bring in my former local co-host, Jonathan Zaslow, host of the Zaslow Show, formerly the Zaslow and Amber Show, on 560 WQAM and Zaslow. It's all happening. I know when you and I, when this news first broke that K. D had just the Heat and the Phoenix Suns on the list. You said, Amber, it's not happening via text. However, they're dining, Zaz. Have you changed your mind? They are dining. And also, apparently, Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, has Nevada restaurant connections. I never would have guessed he was in a Las, <laughs> Las Vegas restaurant kind of guy. Okay, well, first of all, uh, Zazlo and Amber Show, all-time great local radio show. Courtney, good to be on with you as well. Uh, how you doing, ladies? Glad to be aboard here this afternoon. I will say, uh, as far as the two of them dining in, in Vegas yesterday, I want to know who paid for the meal because that's the big power move, right? Like, if the Heat of Andy Ellisberg can, can manufacture a deal with Sean Marks, over a nice meal in Vegas, and then also get the Nets general manager to pay for the meal. I mean, that, that's some big-time power right there. Can we get somebody on top of who was on the bill? It seems like Barry needs to get on top of that. Uh, Barry Jackson from the Miami Herald. You're right. Now, this does conjure up memories for me of the last time that Heat executives were in Las Vegas trying to get a large, large superstar, one of the biggest names oh, in the game. To, right, exactly. It didn't go well. It was LeBron James. Uh, Bat Riley flies all the way out to Vegas to try to talk him into staying. He doesn't stay. He goes back to Cleveland. That didn't go so well. Realistically, Zaz, do you think that this is genuinely an option here that the key, he can actually get this done? Okay, so it, it's true what Amber said there, where when, when the news broke, what, like a week and a half ago, uh, very pessimistic. I'm very pessimistic that they can get something done, okay? And I could sit here on my show, and everyone else can sit on their shows, and fans can say, hey, the Heat don't possibly have enough. You know, it's Tyler Hero, which is a really good piece, but not a whole lot next to Tyler. Like, you could say Kyle Lowry. I, I, don't, I don't know what Brooklyn wants to do with Kyle Lowry. You could say Duncan Robinson. They kind of have their Duncan Robinson and Joe Harris, you know? Uh, okay, you could throw in the draft picks, but and then you, you can't trade Bam because you got one of the dumbest rules I've ever heard of in the history of sports where you can't trade for two rookie max guys, okay? So there are a bunch of reasons that we could say that this deal is unlikely to happen, but here's the thing. It's not as if Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg are sitting around one day and they go, you know what, all these things that people are saying and all the reasons why we can't make a deal – It makes a lot of sense. You know what? We probably are not going to be able to get a deal done. No, of course that's not what they're saying. They're sitting out there. They haven't made a single move. They have completely punted 
free agency. They have completely punted making any type of other trade. They literally have not added a single player to their roster. I'm not sure if that's ever happened in the 30-plus year history of the franchise. So they're sitting out there because not because they think, hey, there's a 1% chance that you're saying we got a shot, so they're holding out. No, they're holding out because they clearly think they're in this thing. Yeah, the only other team right now who's literally done nothing during free agency is the Utah Jazz, and that's because they're blowing their roster up to rebuild it. But with that said, should that make the Heat the favorite to land Kevin Durant? I don't I don't know that it makes them the favorite. I think Phoenix is certainly in the mix just as well. I don't think either one of those teams have the edge. Uh, I think that Brooklyn is going to wind up giving in to what Durant wants and send him to one of the two teams that he wants to go to. So I, I don't know if there's any kind of favorite out there, but I think what we're seeing is I think Brooklyn felt that every one of these teams was going to come to them, meaning Brooklyn has – this is what we want. This is what we're looking for. Our doors are open. And I think teams are being a lot smarter than they thought that they were going to be. I think that teams know that Kevin Durant is 34 years old and over the last few years has a pretty significant injury history. And the only teams that are going to want to trade something significant for Kevin Durant are teams that feel that he's going to help them win a championship not in five years from now, not in 10 years from now, but right now because that window is pretty limited. And if you're going to give the Nets the type of haul that they're looking for, guess what? You're probably not going to be a championship contending team in this short window right now with Kevin Durant. So what's going to wind up happening is instead of teams going to the Nets, I think the Nets are going to have to come to them. And I think that's why a team like Miami is still sitting around And they're waiting for the Nets to come to them because they're not getting the offers they thought they were going to get. Jonathan Zaslow, host of the Zaslow Show on 560 WQAM out of Miami, joining us. Zaz, what did you make of the report that Kevin Durant only wants to come to Miami if Lowry, Bam, and Butler are all on this team? Well, I mean, the first thing I thought was these these players, they – This is why they're not general managers. They all want to team build. They all want to be in charge. They have no understanding of how these things work, you know? Besides that, you got to match the salaries and that kind of deal. You got to give up something, you know? Kevin Durant can't sit there and say, hey, you know what? Let the Heat offer you Omer Yurtsevin and a couple second-round picks. Let's get this thing done. You know, these players, they they don't know how this stuff works. It really sounds like Kevin Durant, he wants to be a free agent. He wants to be a free agent and sign with a team where there's no salary cap involved. So he can go to any team he wants, and they don't have to give up any players, and they can sign him for whatever money he wants. Just keep all of the good players, and then he jumps aboard. I mean, it sounds like a guy who doesn't understand the way things work because it really does not seem very feasible that the Heat are going to get one of the all-time great players, and give up nothing. Yeah, it certainly would be easier for him if he didn't have to get traded away with four years remaining on his deal. I mean, but... Yurtsevin and two second-rounders would be so good, Zaz. I might even throw oh, in Highsmith. It'd, it'd be tough so to sell good. it to the Brooklyn fans. It'd be a really tough sell up there, but it'd be such a good trade. So well, good. With that said, what is the ideal trade package and it's not a knock on Tyler hero. Cause I do think he's a very good player, but it feels like if Miami's trying to pull this off, 
in their best energy centered on Tyler Hero, I don't see how that gets any traction. Like, what more realistically do they have to do while keeping the roster at least partially intact with the way that Kevin Durant wants it to look if he were to get down there? All right, well, here's my guess. Obviously, Tyler Hero and, and four draft picks, like that's the limit, right? Because it's got to be every other year, and it can't be seven years in advance. So Tyler Hero and four first-round draft picks would wind up going to Brooklyn. I think what you could wind up doing, there has to be a third team involved. And that third team, hey, maybe they wind up taking on Duncan Robinson, and then they send that other player to Brooklyn. You know, Miami was linked yesterday, I think it was, to maybe having some discussions with Cleveland about Colin Sexton. I think Colin Sexton's a really nice player. Maybe that discussion wasn't exactly centered around bringing Colin Sexton to Miami. Maybe it was centered around bringing Colin Sexton into the deal. So I'm making that point because I think there has to be a third team involved where it's not just Tyler Hero going to Brooklyn. It's another really nice player going to Brooklyn. But I also think what the Heat have to hope for, and don't forget, the Heat clearly have a really good relationship with the general manager, Sean Marks. He played for the Heat, all right? He played for Pat Riley with the Heat. So there's a good relationship there. But I think what they have to hope for is, It's not like with the Harden trade where they traded the farm to get Harden, and now when they trade Harden, they better get something good back. They didn't trade anything for Durant. I'm not saying you you let Durant go and you don't get anything good in return, but they didn't trade for Durant. They They didn't give up anything. They signed him outright. So if you can get Tyler Hero and get maybe another good young budding player, and then you get four first round draft picks, it's not so terrible. That's an excellent point, Zaz. We are up against it real quick, 20 seconds or less. Could Ellisberg and Mark's been talking about Kyrie and not KD? No, nah, I seriously doubt it. I, I don't see another player in the league that is less Heat culture than Kyrie Irving. The Heat are all about business and taking the game serious. And you know what? That little thing showing up and playing. That little thing. Jonathan Zaslow, he showed up for us, host of the Zaslow Show on 560 WQAM. Thanks, Zaz, for joining us. Miss you. Great job. Great job, ladies. Coming up next, Rob Gronkowski says that he's not planning a return. Are we really buying it this time? That's next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We take a little break from the Kevin Durant watch for a moment. Let's talk some NFL. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. You can tweet to us at Courtney R. Cronin at Amber W. Sports. We bring in Diana Rossini to help us with the NFL conversation. Of course, ESPN's NFL reporter. And Diana, thanks for joining us. I'm sure that you saw it yesterday because I feel like it dominated all of our airwaves across all platforms. But ESPN had ranked the NFL's top 10 quarterbacks for 2022. I will run them off real quick for anybody who maybe was living under a rock yesterday. Uh, in order from 1 to 10, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Burrow, Stafford, Herbert, Wilson, 
uh, Russell Wilson, Watson, and Dak Prescott. Who is the most notable omission for you on that list? So I I think the obvious, and I know I'm going to agree, a lot of people have agreed with me on this today and, and even talking to people around the league because, yes, it was quite the buzz on our airways, but a lot of people were talking about it uh, in, in the NFL. But to me, just not having Lamar Jackson in there really stood out, just knowing what I what I know, what we've all seen with our own eyes, but also just from having conversations with, with people around the league for the last few seasons uh, about how special, dynamic. Um, I'm go- going back to, you know, a few months ago when, if you guys recall, there was a little small chatter that maybe, maybe, uh, you know, Lamar wouldn't want to play for Baltimore anymore. Um, and it was it was all rumor, obviously, now that we know that, that he wants to stay there. Um, and I remember uh, being around a lot of NFL officials and executives, and I was saying, you know, how – what would the market look like for Lamar? And I wasn't even sure at the time uh, what it would look like. And, and the responses were like, oh, my gosh, you know what teams would do to get Lamar Jackson – you know, and I think it's one of those things where everyone around the league knows that he's such a threat. No defensive coordinator wants to prepare for him because he's just so unique and there's no no one like him. So um, if I could interchange or, or maybe maybe pull out someone, you know, maybe Dak, maybe Deshaun Watson, only because I haven't seen him play in a year. Um, but most of that list um, I, I do agree with, and I and I feel like the, the people that I talk to – a lot, you know, in the NFL that I've had conversations with in like the last, I don't know, 12 hours about it, uh, you know, seem, seem to agree too that there's nothing crazy about the list with the exception of not having Lamar. Diana, we know that Lamar Jackson did show up to a portion of the offseason program towards the end, training camps a couple weeks away. Right now, he doesn't have the contract extension done. What's a realistic timeline for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson? Like, Could this thing end up going into the season where they end up franchise tagging him if they don't get something done in the next couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, that's, that has to be something that they have to consider if they can't get it done because we've seen before – with player contracts, there's always snags. There's always stuff that happens, even just from times that we've reported about player contracts getting done. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with agents going, it's not really done yet. It don't report. It's not done yet because mm-hmm. things do pop up. Um, and from, from what I can gather, and, and, you know, we've been trying to, everyone that covers the Ravens has been trying to get answers from their front office, from Lamar, from people close to Lamar, people that talk to Lamar, uh, trying to get a feel like, where is this money at? Where are they at right now? And the last person I spoke with was yesterday afternoon. Um, someone associated with the Ravens just said, it's moving in a good direction. So great. doesn't give you much, but at least we know that, you know, Lamar recently also said that he thinks that it should be done by training camp. So it, it, I think it's going to get done. I don't. I can't tell you right now when it will, um, but we still obviously have a few more days here before you know the Ravens report and, and he needs to be there. And you know if if it winds up falling into a few days of camp and and you know let's just say it's not day one that it gets completed, I'm sure um, that is not going to be an issue because I have a feeling the number is going to be pretty incredible when we do see it. 
Well, the picture header of Lamar Jackson's Twitter bio still is the gold grill that says, I need money. I don't know what to make of it. He claims that it was just because he's a fan of a movie that came out when he was three years old. Uh, but nevertheless, Lamar Jackson, it says, I need money still on well, his Twitter. You know what's so interesting about that to me, though, is he's been so quiet and business savvy, in, in my opinion, how he's handled it. I mean, nothing has really leaked out. All I've heard from Lamar is I want to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, I want to be better at football. I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. And then, you know, he's he's smart. He knows what we're all watching, and every fan wants to see what's going on, and all eyes are on this contract right now. So, you know, maybe there's a little naivete there, but I doubt it. I He knows what he's doing. So I don't know why he did that, though, because he has done such a good job of keeping everything so private. But maybe that's just – the way he's dealing with the emotions and the frustrations of of the money that he's not getting just yet. But we'll, we'll see if that changes. Diana, another name not on the top 10 quarterback list that's creating a little bit of buzz is Kyler Murray. And, you know, I know that these lists are arbitrary and, and based on someone's opinion, but Kyler in a lot of respects, is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL and very realistically should be on that list at this point next year as far as his contract situation, kind of where things stand going into training camp for the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. This one feels like it's more... I guess just from like this perspective, it's probably on the cusp of getting done sooner rather than later. Why is that? Um, because... The organization has really opened their arms to him of saying, like, he is our guy. We're going to make this work. Because remember where it was at in February when mm-hmm. his agent was out putting the, <laughs> putting those memos out. And, you know, it got a little what I thought was going to be sloppy. Um, I remember having a conversation with his agent um, asking if he was going to hold out uh, or request a trade. And uh, at the time, that sounded like that was going to be the plan, which was crazy to me at the time because it was February and, you know, you're going to ask for a trade when, when, you know, you still have another year in your deal. And, you know, now he's entering his fourth season. Expectations are high. You know, he obviously led the Cardinals to their first, you know, playoff appearance, all of that. But, and, 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 you know, his agent will tell you till he's blue in the face, the Arizona Cardinals are good solely because of Kyler Murray. And Cliff Kingsbury has, has his back also shares an agent with Kyler Murray um, and believes in him. And so I, I just think there's the, – we know the Ravens want Lamar Jackson, and we know that they've tailored their entire offense to fit him. Uh, Ryan Clark having one of the best quotes saying uh, he's not a system quarterback. He is the system in Baltimore, right? Um, and, and it's very clear who Lamar is. But the Kyler – uh, situation just seems like it's going to get done because they just have been saying a little bit more aggressive things about it getting done. And I think we all just were nitpicking and, and trying to trying to read the tea leaves here. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it, it's obviously a gigantic story if we start the season and these two guys are not signed. I mean, bonkers, but that's not the sense I get. I think I think both these guys will be will be signed up and, and Kyler will be a Cardinal for a long time, as well as Lamar being in Baltimore. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini. Diana, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Coming up next, after quarterback, which NFL position is the most recognizable and the most marketable? We will get into that. This is Canty and Carlin.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So my girl Courtney Cronin, if you don't know, has been absolutely killing it lately on First Take. And First Take is shot out of New York City. So you have been up there now for, what, two straight weeks? Because you've been doing a lot around the horn, too, and radio. I can't honestly keep up with your schedule. (laughs) A couple trips back and forth to Chicago, where I live. But I have basically established temporary residency here in New York City. So you might as well go ahead and find yourself an apartment. But you Can't afford that, but okay. You have, you have, uh, well, you're working where you're, don't worry, girl, you're working your way there. So you have, though, officially become really a, a New Yorker, even if it's a part time New Yorker, because you discovered the power of the New York bagel. I sure did. So on Sunday, I wanted to go walk in Central Park. And at first, I was like, well, I need to get some fuel. And I went to a place off of Fifth Avenue called Liberty Bagel. You got to carb up for a walk. Yes. I mean, I walked I walked <laughs> 10 miles but on my own that day. Oh, I looked good. at my that's step uh, counter and I was like, wow, no wonder everybody here is in such great shape. They're walking True. everywhere. Um, so I went to Liberty Bagels and go to my Twitter account if you want to see the amount of schmears that this place has. I took a photo of it. There's everything from Oreo to bacon scallion, lock scallion, olive pimento, peanut butter, Nutella, chipotle, avocado herb, which is the one that I got with my sesame seed bagel. Like They have a schmear for every sort of taste bud. And I remember sitting in the park eating my bagel and I'm like, wow. This is true. What they say about New York bagels, they are so much better than anywhere else. Einstein bagels, that's typically where I go in Chicago. It's a completely... Sorry, it's it's the only place I have. Um, It's a completely different taste. And I asked some of my friends that I was with this weekend, like, why is that? And they gave me this, sold me this bill of goods that it's because the water's different. And I truly didn't believe it. And then Shannon Penn, our producer, who I take his word as basically scripture. So if Shannon says it's true, totally. it has to be true. It's such a thing that there's a <laughs> franchise called Brooklyn Water Bagel that we have a bunch of them down in Florida. They actually take the water from Brooklyn, New York, and ship it down in order to make the bagels at Brooklyn Water Bagel. Like That's how much the water is a thing, apparently, when it comes to bagels. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever believed it, but I will say the bagels are absolutely, unequivocally the best in New York. See, I now... Mean, 100%. First of all, I've never met a bagel I don't like. Me too. But the ones in New York are the best. I got to find out now, are Jersey bagels, how do do they stand, how do those stand up to New York bagels? The uh, different water, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it it's all about Hudson. it's all about New York bagels, though. Especially since you went with schmear instead of cream cheese. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. So, Courtney... I don't know how much you talked about ESPN's quarterback list uh, yesterday. I know I did about four hours of it on ESPN radio right here on Canty and Carlin. If you missed that, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. But we had a lot of fun with ranking the quarterbacks. Well, today ESPN has released its running back rankings. Now, remember, this is a list compiled by ESPN, and you can check it out on the .com, where they surveyed 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players, and then pooled all the votes together and came up with this list. Now, they're doing it by position, so today the running backs was released. I'll go ahead and run through it with you real quick, because I know we haven't gotten an opportunity to discuss it yet. Derek Henry is number one on this list. Jonathan Taylor Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, and Javante Williams rounds out the list at 10. Mm -hmm. Do you have an issue with anybody on that list? I don't. Um, I know people are going to say, well, where's Ezekiel Elliott on that list? And I frankly think that there's a case that you can make to leave him off considering, you know, Tony Pollard's been a very effective running back for the Dallas Cowboys and also, you know, what their offense has become versus the time when when he signed that massive deal. But these things are arbitrary. And I know that people like to get all upset and up in arms about, like, lists and and, and summertime conversation. And, you know, this stuff gets rolled out into training camp. This is the slow time of year. There's nobody on this list, though, that I think was, like, so egregiously left off like we were having the conversation with Diana Rossini, uh, ESPN NFL insider, about Lamar Jackson. Because that one just feels like the same sort of rhetoric that's been around Lamar, Lamar Jackson since he entered the league in 2018 continues to this day where you know people are questioning, oh, well, he's got durability issues and he's injury prone. Well, let's not forget that the injury he sustained against Cleveland the second time around that put him out for the rest of the year. It wasn't because he was like running too much. It's, he was dropping back to pass and, and his ankle got rolled up. So like those types of things, when I see that list, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Like it's the same story with, um, you know, some of the biases and unconscious and very conscious biases. But with the running back list, I, I, I don't really take any any issue with it all that much. I think, you know, if you're asking me by the end of the year to project this thing out, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the number one running back in the NFL. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan in that offense, and you can still lean heavily on the run game. Go ahead and, and, and chalk him up uh, as the best running back for the 2022 season, in my opinion. Yeah, in part because he'll have the opportunities. Yep. Uh, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I do think that Lamar being off the quarterback's list was pretty egregious. We don't have any former MVPs here, obviously, uh, not as part of this list. But I was a little bit surprised that it was Williams, and then apparently Williams at 10th just edged out Austin Eckler. So he would have actually been next up before Ezekiel Elliott. I do have a little bit of an issue with that because when you're pulling Williams and Eckler's numbers, I mean, again, we're, we're splitting hairs here, right? Yeah. But Elliott is coming off of his third thousand yard 
10 touchdown season uh, from this past season. So although his rushing yards per game have dipped a little bit, I think mm -hmm. some of this with Ezekiel Elliott is like we're used to seeing it. And he's whereas with Javante Williams, we're like, oh, it's a rookie. It's crazy. Well, we weren't used to it. When I look at the honor... Elliot. The honorable mentions, this is why this bothers me just a little bit. Again, these are lists like people are, you know, you're going to pull a bunch of people and get a bunch of different opinions. But, you know, with Ezekiel Elliott, the argument for like why he's not on the list and why people can knock why he's not on the list is, oh, well, this is recency bias. Like his rushing yards per game in each of his NFL seasons dips from 108.7 in 2016 to 58.9 last year. Like, I understand that. Like that's that's statistically you're showing that his production's going down, but you also have to factor in why is that? There's another mm-hmm. running back in that room too exactly. who gets quite a lot of touches. Saquon Barkley in the honorable mention group drives me nuts because that is straight up brand and name recognition as to why he's still there. This but he is was somebody one on this list two years ago. I mean that's yeah. a re- that's a remarkable correct. Fall. And he had a ton of injuries. And do we know if he's going to be the same sort of guy? I mean he produced, he had a five hundred ninety three rushing yards and two touchdowns in two thousand twenty one. Like the, the the argument with this one, the reason this one bothers me is because we're basing it off of what he was expecting that he's going to get back to where he was. This is the running back position. This is a position that deals with a lot of wear and tear and you put a ton of miles on your body. So I don't feel like you can project, project him back out to be, oh, he's a top 10 running back. Like, do we know if he's going to be able to get back there? Because last I checked, he's played 20. He, he lost 22 games over four seasons because of injuries. I, I think it's an incredibly fair point. And to your point about the position generally, I mean, Derek Henry sitting at number one on mm-hmm. this list, he could not be on this list in a couple of years, right? Like I could see that conceivably because again, the position, and we know that there's durability concerns, even when we're talking about a Derek Henry. And so those things end up just wearing on their bodies at these positions. It's why you see Christian McCaffrey slipping down this list as well. And so that's sort of the nature of what it is to be a running back in today's NFL. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.